Amen. Amen. Praising Jesus is alive. See the person sitting by you. You are welcome. You are welcome to another installment. To another installment of the powerful word of God. Of the powerful but, word of God. Amen. 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 Did the person smile like three? If he did not smile, once it means that he is being coerced to come. But if he smiled, then it means that he is happy to be here. And I know that everybody here is happy to be here. Amen. Amen. Please bow down our heads as we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for an opportunity to hear your word. Yes. This evening we pray that you open up our spirit and our hearts to receive your word. Help us, O oh God, to receive the revelation in your word. Amen. The rhema in your word. Amen. Talk to us, O Lord. Yes, Lord. Let this not be just another Tuesday. Yes, Lord. But let it be a Tuesday where your word will bring about a transformation. Your word will bring about a revival in our spirit. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you that your word is going to set us up on our feet. Yes, Lord. To advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise him. Jesus Jesus is alive. We bless God for today. And as I said, it is another installment of the powerful word of God. Last week we learned about some of the signs of a daughter or a son. And our brother Enoch given out opportunity to also receive a little bit of recap and revision regarding that. We are still in our month of fatherhood. And our Father has given us a message which we want to share. Amen. I believe that for some of us who are watching and for some of us who are sitting here, perhaps you have seen our Father preach this message before you have heard. But I believe that as this message is being re it is the will of God and the purpose of God that you receive another dimension and walk in Revelation. Amen. Amen. So tonight, we want to talk about fatherhood and loyalty. Amen. Fatherhood and loyalty. A lot of us have heard our father talk about father, I mean, preach about fatherhood. A lot of us have heard our father preach about loyalty. And you see, anytime our father is preaching about these topics, he is very passionate about it. When you look at the ministry of Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ came on earth, if you look at all that he did, all his address to God was Father, 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 Father. You check through scripture. Father this, Father that, Father this, Father that. So Jesus Christ, one of the things that Jesus Christ came here to do on earth is to introduce God as a father to you and I. And you see, what is happening is that the enemy knows that once we grab the concept of fatherhood, we are going to walk in revelation and in the blessing of God. So what he does is that he 
he is fighting this particular topic of fatherhood and causing a lot of Christians and believers to walk in darkness. So as far as you are walking in darkness concerning this, there are certain blessings that you cannot receive. In the book of Psalm 82 verse 5, the Bible says that they know not Neither would they understand. They walk in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. So, the plan of the enemy is for you to walk in darkness as far as fatherhood and loyalty is concerned. Please, are you here? So, the doctrine of fatherhood which Jesus Christ introduced was on earth has often been misunderstood. So immediately you raise up, I mean you talk about spiritual fathers. People see it as something that, that people are being forced to into. Why, why must you call this one? Even in the ministry of Jesus Christ. The Pharisees. Hey, you cannot call, I mean, why are you calling him father? Even that, at that time, they were fighting the topic of fatherhood. And you might, might look as if it was them that were doing Satan was behind it. Because the same way we have the doctrines of Christ. One of the doctrines of Christ was introducing God to us as a father. In the same way, we also have doctrines of devils. The enemy also has his doctrines. And these doctrines fight against the doctrine of Christ. So we see in, in John chapter 14, verse 18 to 21. When the disciple asked Jesus Christ, Are you there? Oh. Eight. Or let's start even from verse 6. Yeah, verse 6. Mm-hmm. John chapter 14, verse 6. Mm-hmm. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Mm-hmm. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. See here, he didn't say, No one cometh unto God. No one cometh unto Jehovah Jireh. Yeah, Jesus Christ was reacquainting and emphasizing the importance of us knowing God as a Father. So that Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the Father. No one cometh unto the Father. Before, people knew God as so many things. But they did not really know God as a father. It was until Jesus Christ came that he introduced us to the father. Please continue. Verse 7. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know me, you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father and it sufficed for us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believers, So here, what God wanted all of us to know, and the disciples that had to know, was for them to have a revelation about who God is. God is not 
some some be that you must come to. for some of us I, I used to have a technical uh, teacher back in JHS anytime we see this man he's he, he's, he, we see him as a fearful man. Like, anytime we see him, we run away. We, we don't want to get close to him. But you see, anytime his children see him, they run to him. Father. Why? Because they were relating to him as a father. But we were relating to him in a different way. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So in the olden days, before Jesus Christ came, people saw God as something. I mean, something that you must revere. You must be afraid of. Something, someone that you must, you must be far away from. But Jesus came. So no, no, don't see God as, like that. Relate to God as a father. Anytime a child sees a father, and maybe a he runs to him. He trusts the father. That is the kind of relationship that Jesus Christ wanted us to have. He wanted to reveal to us who the God, who God, the father is. Please, are you following? Are you here? So, as I said, Jesus came to reveal the father to us. The ultimate revelation of God is knowing him as a father. God wanted us to know him as a father. That's it. But you see, if you don't, re- a lot of people don't, re- don't have a relationship with God. But they have, I mean, a growth of religiosity. It's like being religious, like the Pharisees. They were very religious. I mean, they were, they were, they, they saw, they didn't see God as somebody that you can have a relationship with. They saw God as somebody, hey, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. But Jesus came so that he, he revealed to them, no, God is not like that. You, you, you must see God as a father. Amen. Amen. So, one of the things that a lot of people, especially at the Pharisees, or if you are a religious person, oftentimes you, you, you see God as something else other than a father. Amen. That is how religious people they see God. Like the way I was seeing my technical teacher. I see him as a very fearful man. I don't know if you have had. Uh, especially mass teachers in pre-technical mass teacher for any pre They are very strict people. And I remember when I was in school, school. I used to sweat a lot. So you have the what the thing that we put paper on. What's that thing? Drawing board. Drawing board. Drawing board. No, sorry. Well, that that there was something T-square. inside. T square. Not just the T square. This Musa. Charlie, you put the white paper on the thing. Put the paper fit on it too. You draw it and then you realize that you see pencils too. What's that pencil? And if you are sweating, now it's even so. Some of us always we have been beating. You move it just the day I put it. We saw him as somebody that you cannot relate with. You will so be able to mean any young kufa. They say, wait here, that be almost for the teacher. No, he will lash you. But this same person, Sonia Kriya, had children who were relating to him as a father. They no. loved him. They ran to him. But see me. I see this man and I'm running away. I want to go far away from him. If you are a religious person, 
That is how you see God. You are not able to relate with him as a father. So oftentimes your religiousness will make you see God as a taskmaster. A lot of us will see God as a taskmaster. Even some of us here, the way we relate with Papa, we see Papa as a taskmaster. Especially if you are in the mission house. So if you are here and you don't relate with Papa as a as a father, and you see him as a tax master, anytime he tells you this one, he you do this. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Papa, Papa likes worry. You always wake up to pray. But when you see him as a father, Papa wants my well-being. He wants me to grow spiritually. So you have a different thinking. Please, are you following? Yes. If you are following, wave your hands. Wave your hands. So as I said, oftentimes, your religiosity or your religiousness will make you see God as a tax master. That is people, people who don't relate with God, that's how they see who don't relate to God as a father, that's how they see God. Even coming to church, it's a brother. When, when, I remember when we were coming, my wife told me that today, somebody, I mean, that was in the afternoon, I was at work, and then, somebody came, I mean, was parked, in front of our gate and was horning. Nana will run to the gate. Trying to run to his, he thinks he she thinks the father is coming. So she's running to the father. The father. Why? Because she she she's trusting. She has a relationship with me. So she always wants to be in my presence. If you have a relationship with God and you see God as a father, you will not see even coming to church as a brother. You will not, in, you will not see coming to church as a set of rules that you must obey. You will see coming to church as a way where you come and relate with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus So as I said, People who are religious, they see God as a strict man who do not care about them, but only care about himself and always making them follow a set of rules. And this is the thinking that if you are a Christian, you must not have. This is the kind of doctrine that the enemy wants you to have. Don't, don't see him as a father who has your well-being at heart. But see him as somebody who is strict. Who, 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 who is wicked. He wants you to follow some rules that will not make you free and be at liberty with yourself. And you see, this sort, this sort of thinking keeps you Father away from God. When you see God as a taskmaster, you don't see him as a father. You, you see him as somebody who is strict and wicked. All that that does is that it keeps you father away from God. And that is exactly what the enemy wants you to see God. 
Praise him. Jesus is alive. So as I said, your, your, the religiosity will make you see God as a wicked, unforgiving person. And we see a story in Matthew chapter 25 about the, the guy who received one talent. The other people, even though they were servants, I believe that they, they, even though they were servants, they, they, they saw the, the, their master as somebody they can relate to as a father. So when he gave them instruction, they did it. They did not see the master as, as a tax master who, who is wicked, who is strict. That is not the thinking they have. But here is one person, one person who had one talent and look at what he said. Matthew chapter 25 verse 24 to 25. 24. So then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. A lot of us see God as a hard man. Repeat why he has no soul. Why, why, uh, must I, why must I go and work and bring my hard-earned money to come and give to God? Why? God wants to reap where he has no soul. But if you see, if you, if you have a thinking, you are seeing God as a father. My father has given me strength to go and work. Out of love, I must obey but if you don't see God as a father you see him as a strict and a wicked person then the kind of thinking you have about him you reap where he has no soul you dream where he has no straw verse 25 verse 25 and I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth lo there thou hast that is dying. And you see, as I said, your religiosity will make, if you don't see God as a father, and you are being religious about your Christianity, you, it, will, it will take you further away from God rather than getting you closer. I was afraid. I was afraid. Let me throw. And I went to hate. A lot of us are hiding from God. You may be here to tell me. And that is exactly where the enemy wants to place you. Because if you are, you are hiding from someone, the person cannot see you, right? He cannot see you to cover you. And the enemy wants to keep you in that state. So that he can destroy you. But God wants you to see him as a father. And if you see somebody as a father, you get close to him. You then get farther away from him. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So you see, the enemy has caused many Christians and the world in general to be in complete darkness when it comes to what? Fatherhood. So the topic of fatherhood is something that we all believers must take keen interest in, must understand that concept. Because it is a doctrine. Fatherhood is a doctrine. The ministry of Jesus Christ. What you see me do, I cannot do anything of myself. 
Unless the father. Yeah, who saw you? Know, so oh, even in, in Matthew chapter, I think nine, right? Matthew woman asked a dream crew when they came to Jesus Christ. Teach us how to pray. Jesus Christ not say, Jesus our God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah El Shaddai. Our Father. Even at the point of death, he said, Father. Into, into your hands I commit my spirit. So if you look at the ministry of Jesus Christ, his relationship was to God was a relationship of a son and a father. And that is a revelation that Jesus Christ wants you and I to have. Amen. Is somebody following? Yes. So every believer must walk in knowledge and discernment. And you see, without this, you cannot live a victorious life. You must have knowledge when it comes to fatherhood. Why must I relate to God as a father? Amen. Amen. And you see in, in John chapter 8, verse 30, the Bible said, You shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Knowing the truth about fatherhood will place you in a cause for perpetual blessing. A lot of us are struggling in life because we lack the input of fathers. And if you are a member of this church, the topic of fatherhood and fathers. Our father has been talking about it. Letting us understand the important role that fathers play in the life of sons and daughters. And as we go on, you will see who a father is and what a father does in the life of a son or a daughter. John chapter 8. Knowing the truth about the doctrine of fatherhood will set you in a course for perpetual blessing. Please read it for me. John chapter 8. Verse 32. Verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. God wants you to know the truth about the topic of fatherhood. And you see, truth comes to set you free. A lot of us need to be set free from the doctrines of devil that fight the topic of fatherhood. Say, Father, Father, this evening, this evening, let your truth, let your truth set, me set me free from any bondage, from any bondage of the devil. Of the devil. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Satan has caused deception and spread many lies about the doctrines of fatherhood. Yes. And you see, as I said, while there are doctrines of Christ, there are also doctrines of what devils. Yeah. 2 nice. John chapter 1 verse 9. It talks about the doctrines of Christ. 2 John 9 verse 9. 2 John 9 verse 
Whosoever transgressed and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ have not God. Mm. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he have both the Father and the Son. So you must abide in the doctrine of what? Christ. And one of the doctrines that we are talking about is the doctrine of fatherhood. And as I said, there are also doctrines of devils. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. And these doctrines of the devil fight against fatherhood. So they will make comments like, Why are you always following this man? Is he your God? What at all is he doing for you? These are all doctrines of devil. Fighting your loyalty to a father. First Timothy talks about the doctrines of devils. First Timothy chapter four verse nine. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Sorry, from verse one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time shall come shall some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirit and doctrines of devils. There are doctrines of devils. While Jesus Christ was on earth here and was wanted us to see God as a father. The enemy also was doing his own thing. Letting people know that no, God doesn't love you. God does not have your interest. Don't see him as a father. If he is a father, why is he not giving you everything you want? If he is your father, why is he making you struggle? If he is your father, why hasn't he solved all your problems for you? He's also doing his thing. That is why you and I, and our father was talking about this, that is why we must have Knowledge and discernment. Because once you have knowledge and you can discern, you are able to know, have revelation, and dissect and bisect the thought and the projection of the enemy into your mind. Because we are not able to discern, we lack knowledge of the word of God. When this projection and this thought come from the devil, we tend to believe those things. And we fall in the trap of the doctrines of death. But this evening, as you are here, you are being set free from all those things in the name of Jesus. So, what are we trying to say? We are trying to let you understand that God is a father. And as a father, God loves us. So, a sign of a who a father is a, a father loves. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God as a father wanted to have many sons. So he gave the only son that he had so that he might have many sons. That is what a father does. A father loves. For God so loved the world. Again, a father has the ability to forgive. If you confess your sins, I am 
I, I will forgive you. A father forgives. That is why, as a father, if your child does something, look at the prodigal son. When he left the father, and he went, when he came back, did the father sack him? Because of his relationship with him, his, he, he, the relationship he had with the prodigal son, well, he was his son. No, no, so what did he do? He yeah, forgave. What did he do? Even when the elder son was becoming angry, father, why this child of yours took everything and went? Why have you received him back and, and joined a party for him? A father forgives. And these are the sort of things that we must understand. If you see God, if you are a religious person, and you don't, if you are if you are you are practicing religiosity, you don't have a relationship with God as a father. You see God as somebody who doesn't forgive. If you sin, you open the earth and it will swallow you. No. But you see, if you see God as a father, like the prodigal son, when he became aware of himself, the Bible said that he said, Ah, where am I suffering? I will go back to what? My father's house. And when he went back, his father received him and forgave him. That is what a father does. This evening, don't sit in your sins. See God as a father who forgives. No matter the sins you have committed, no matter what you have done, if you see God as a father, if you relate with him as a father, he has the ability and the capacity to forgive you. Amen. If you are clapping, you are not doing well. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, so when you talk about fatherhood, is it, it is only, is it, it is only God that can fulfill all the position of fatherhood. No one father, I mean, on earth, can do the job alone. So what God has done is that He has put systems in place. Where you get what relays of fathers. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Oh, praise him. Oh, Jesus is alive. Paul said, imitate me. As I imitate Christ. God is not physically here to father you. So what God has done is that He brings relays of fathers. I mean, mean, who has run a relay before? Who understands what a relay is? What is a teaching service? Relay. 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 So what God has done is that fatherhood is like 
You might have a biological father. He can do the father. He can father you to a point. Then God will bring another person. That will father you to a point. He will bring another person. That will father you to a point. Until it was completed. The fatherhood is completed. Why? Because, you see, because of the frailties of mankind, one person cannot do that job. Amen. Amen. So God brings you different fathers at different stages of your life. What is important and what is critical is that you identify these fathers. Please, are you following? I said, what is important is that you have the, you have the responsibility. This relays of father that God brings to you at different stages of your life. You have the responsibility to identify. Remember the story in, I think, 2 Kings chapter 4. About the woman of Shunem. When the prophet came. 2 Kings chapter 4. She perceived. So you must perceive. When God brings these fathers to you, it is your responsibility to see and perceive that ah, this is a father that God has brought to me. So I must acknowledge. The question is in salvation clinic. The father that God has given to you and I. How many of us are acknowledging him as a father? And you see, the difference between a visitor and somebody who comes to visit and somebody who stays in the house or a son is that if you are a son, the father has a lot of inputs. He can discipline you. He can instruct you. But if you are just a stranger, he, everything that he does, he is very cautious. Oh, please, have they given me water? Oh, please, a lot of us in the church, we are just strangers and visitors. We have not acknowledged and perceived that at this point in our life that God has brought me to this church God has given me a father and I must acknowledge this father in my life so the question is are you acknowledging praise him Jesus so this release of fathers, this is where we see the different kinds of fathers. You have, you see, you have biological fathers. That's the person who gave birth to you. So, you have substitute fathers. Some of us have substitute fathers. Probably, when you were giving birth, probably, maybe, your mother went to marry another person. Her father, he has become a substitute father for you. Or somebody has taken, has taken responsibility of looking after you. We have become a substitute father. We also have what? Father in Christ. We have fathers in ministry. These relays of fathers are necessary. Because no one 
man can perform all the roles of a father because of the frailties of mankind. So it is important that each and every one of us identify when God brings these many fathers to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you learning something? Yes. Are you sure? Who did this? So should I ask you what you are playing so far? Yes. Okay, we will get there. Amen. So as I said, it is therefore it is important that we identify the different kinds of fathers God brings into our life. And you see, this is what a lot of Christians fail to do. We tend to relate to these fathers as just ordinary people. And I remember our father was giving an example. You know, our father has been a Sunday school teacher before. Who is there, Papa? A Sunday school teacher. Our father has worked in aviation before. Why you aviation? Our father has worked in the military before. Why you master training? Let's say you knew he he had somebody he taught, and last time he was even saying that. No, that could be no. Some of the Sunday school people that he taught. Sunday school for no training below. Still calls him teacher Ben. I'm going to find teacher Ben. Praise him. Because that's how they see him. And the way you, you perceive a person determine the kind of blessing you receive from him. So the Bible says, I think in Matthew chapter 10, there's 40 downwards. He said, if you receive a prophet, you receive a prophet's rewards. If you receive a righteous man, you receive a righteous man's reward. So how you perceive and see a person determine the kind of blessings you receive. So, if you knew Papa as, or oh, this is Uncle Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, yeah. And now he's he's a pastor. He has become your father in Christ. It is therefore your responsibility not to be calling him Uncle Ben anymore. Because you call him and perceive him as Uncle Ben. Has, I mean, the blessing that you receive is tantamount to. The Uncle Ben that you have been. Maybe the Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben that you know will go and then buy you, uh, bring you tough. That's what you receive. But if you run to me and say, Hey, Papa, my father in Christ, that one to come to another level of blessings. So it is your responsibility not to fail to recognize the father that God brings into your life. Amen. Amen. So our Father made us understand that as, as Christians, we must be switched on and be descending on the role of a father in our lives. You must always be alert. Switched on all the time. And you see, that is what happened to the, the people in the book of Mark. When Jesus Christ went back into his hometown, the people were not straight on. Because they knew him as, is it not the, the carpenter, Joseph, Joseph's son, is it not Mary's son? They failed to recognize that the person they knew as the carpenter, as Joseph's son, has not returned as the same person. But is now a different man. And they should have perceived him in a different way. And that is where a lot of us fall victim of. 
we fail to recognize that this is a father. I must relate to him as a father. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So God wants to bring, God therefore brings fathers in, in stages of our lives and our responsibility as I said is to identify them. Now when you are able to identify you must also be a kind of a son or a daughter So like what we, dis- what we were taught last week the qualities of a son or a daughter. So you must be a kind of a son or a daughter. And, and in, in, in Luke, um, the example of the elder son and the prodigal son, they were all sons. But the two of them chose to be a different kind of son. One, one became an elder son. The other become, became a prodigal son. So you that is sitting in church today, what kind of a son or a daughter are you? To the father. Are you the elder son that will abide with the father forever? Or you are the prodigal son that will say, give me my portions of my inheritance. Let me go and then squander it. What kind of a son or a daughter are you? A son that abides or a son that is a vagabond? Answer the question for yourself. Amen. Amen. One of the doctrines of Jesus Christ was that he was always acknowledging his father. As we are seen in the scripture. Always. Our father. Who art in heaven. Into your hands I commit my spirit. A son that cannot, the son cannot do anything unless he see what his father does. So, what is the lesson that this is teaching you and I? And our father has also been teaching us when it comes about honoring. Honoring. The first stage is that you must acknowledge. Are you acknowledging the, the father that God has given to you in this ministry? Are you acknowledging him? Are you acknowledging Acknowledging his input in your life. A lot of us will come and our father gives instructions. We come for counseling. He gives instructions. Some of us will come. Ah. We've heard it over and over. But you see, if you are a son and you are a daughter, you acknowledge the input, which is the instruction that is being given to you. And because you relate to him as a father, you don't see these instructions as a set of rules. But you see these instructions behind these instructions that is being given to you is what? Love. And we'll come about, I'll talk about loyalty very soon. And our father, I mean, those of us who join our father during the evening reflection on Friday, on on Monday, it was really a blessing. Please, when messages are put on the platform, as much as as you can, please, if you have 
the opportunity. Please join. Our father took his time to teach us about loyalty. What we know as loyalty, as our father explained to us, is love. Amen. So, you, you, and he, he used an example as of, of, of a father and a daughter or a son. If you, are, if you are outside looking in, you think that ah, this man is hard. Like those times. When, when we were children. Those of us who were not having good parents. Who were not being parented well. You know, in, in every community, you see one particular father. Very strict about her children. They go out. The father say, come eat. And then what you are, Papa, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand that what the father is doing for the children is to shape them to become better people in the future. But you are condemning. If those of us who have watched things we do for love before, Apusha, you remember that Ewe man? The way he was doing to the children. If you are outside looking in, this man is very hard. Why? Allow the children to enjoy themselves. Why are you giving them rules? I mean, set of rules. But you see, to the father, he loves them. That is why he's giving them these rules. That is why he's giving them these, these, these. In fact, Jesus Christ said, If you love me, obey my commands. So love is what? Obedience. And if you are loyal to somebody, you will be faithful and he to his instruction. It's as simple as that. If you love me, keep my commandment. I hope you are learning something. Now, so, who is a father? Why Tell my father over the wood. Who is a father? A father is one that procreates, creates, cultivates, and bets something. Many of us sitting here are a product of a product from somebody. If you've been son. Amen. Amen. And you see, a father is a source. And that is what you and I must know and acknowledge. People who lack knowledge and discernment about the doctrine of fatherhood tries to fight it. And you see, the argument, uh, which this, and this particular argument, it is Satan that is behind it. The argument which Satan is behind is that we use, a lot of people say that we use the doctrine of fatherhood to abuse people. And as I, as I was saying, is that if you are outside looking in, that's a unintiasia. As we read in Psalm 82 verse 5, a lot of people lack understanding about the topic of fatherhood. So who are born? So if you are you think that the people in bondage? No. The people who are there 
acknowledge that they have a source. And if they should take themselves away from their source, that is the end of their life. So everything that they are doing, that they have allowed themselves to be fathered, they know that it is for their good. So what you and I must understand is that we should not allow the 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 things from outside to distract us and not allow us um, and not and prevent us from being from allowing ourselves to be fathered. But if you understand that a father is someone that bears something, a father is a source, a father produces. Then allow yourself to be fathered. Amen. 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 Fatherhood always goes with loyalty. Amen. Amen. A lot of times when you are far, loyalty feels like obeying set of rules. However, for those close, loyalty is simply love. Yeah. It's simply love. If you love, you obey instructions of the one you are loyal to. As simple as that. So John chapter 14 verse 15 says, obey my commands. A son or a daughter that is loyal to the father trust that the instructions of the father are for his or her well-being. And in, in Luke chapter 23 verse trusted the father to the point of death. The father into your hands are what? I commit my spirit. So understand that the first principle of fatherhood is loyalty. The first principle of loyalty is fatherhood. Luke chapter 23 verse 46. Are you there? I'll be wrapping up very soon. Luke 23 verse 46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said that, he gave up the ghost. Jesus trusted the Father. Even when he was dying, he was still calling God Father. Even when he was dying. And this is showing us and teaching us that God is not a taskmaster. Jesus Christ lived a life to show us, to reveal to us that we can relate to God as a father. Amen. Amen. A spiritual father gives instructions. This instruction will appear to an outsider that it is too much or strict. But if you are a true son, you listen and you obey. And that is loyalty. You follow God through a man. And spiritual fathers are those God brings to you to follow their instruction. And what they do is that they introduce you to God. How many 
Amen. Amen. As I said, the first principle about fatherhood is loyalty. And we all know what loyalty is. To be constant, to be submitted, to be faithful. And you see, our father says something, and it is true. A lot of people find reasons not to be loyal and submissive, and you know why. And you see, one of the excuses is that when you, see, when you become offended, for instance, Papa has told us to do something. And then, in the course that we were doing the thing, if the instruction that Papa has given us to do something, if we are able to do it, it means that we are, we are being faithful and loyal to instructions and also. But when we become, you become offended. What happens to the instruction that is that have been given? We will not do it, and it means that we have not been faithful to those instructions. And a lot of us in the church are riding on the excuses of offenses, being the reason why we are not being submissive. So somebody will say, Ah, mommy, where I to me, master. This woman has worried me. I can't come to church anymore. He doesn't know that these offenses, the ultimate goal is that it's going to affect his submissiveness to the father that he is under. And you see, even on Monday, our father says something about offense. Offense kills your passion. You see, as we said, loyalty is love. And love is desire. So when you become offended, your desire and your passion is also affected. It's as simple as that. That is why when people become offended, they don't come to church. Their zeal and the passion for the things of God it dies out. Their zeal and their passion, for instance, if I am offended at Papa, my my passion and my zeal to obey and heed to instruction will die. It's as simple as that. So please be careful of offenses. They have the tendency. Of causing you to be disloyal. Amen. Amen. And you see, I father said something that you, a lot of us, we, we, you see, you cannot say you belong to an organization and not submit to it. But a lot of us are behaving like that. We belong to a church. But when it comes to us submitting to the leadership and the authority of the church, we don't want to do it. Forgetting what is written in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. He said, Obey and submit to them that have rule over you. It is a doctrine of Christ that you obey and you submit. So anything that fight against you obeying and you being submissive to a father is a doctrine of the devil. 
and you must be wary of it. Fatherhood is a grace you must acknowledge. And when you fail to acknowledge it, like the prodigal son, he failed to acknowledge that the father that he was under, it was grace. Immediately he went out of that grace. Look at what became of his life. And you see, because a father is a source, when you disconnect yourself, you have disconnected yourself from the source. And it will not be well with you. And that's what happened to the prodigal son. He failed to acknowledge that fatherhood is a grace. And this teaches us that we should not underestimate the grace of fatherhood. If you are here in the church and you don't see our papa as a father, you don't relate to him as a father, know that you are underestimating a certain grace over your life. Our father made us, let's look at something in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. Quickly. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. Proverbs 4, 1 to 2. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Amen. Amen. Forsake ye not. Do not forsake the grace of fatherhood. Fathers are there to make input in your life, give instruction. And that is what Proverbs is saying. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not them. This evening, our Father is teaching us a good doctrine about fatherhood. And we must understand it, apply it, and walk in it. And when we walk in it, the grace of fatherhood is going to work in our, work in our life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. We need to always check ourselves to see if we are loyal or we have stepped into the territory of this loyalty. This is because it does not. You see, one thing we need to understand is that our Father has taught us. I'm, talk, I'm still talking about fatherhood and loyalty. It's the same. One thing that our father has taught us about disloyalty is that disloyalty does not just happen. It's a process. It happens over time. You can be disloyal without even knowing it. And in this church, our father has given us the stages. About so what are some of the stages of disloyalty? Yes. Desire. First stage of disloyalty. Uh-huh. And what else? I already mentioned one. What else? Offense. Uh-huh. Yes. And then what else? Hey, is that what? That, is that one thing? So, so independence, being offended. When these things, you see, these things will creep upon you. And if you are not careful, gradually, gradually, you become the soil. And you, 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 you leave. And as I said, fathers are a source. Once you become the soil, you come out of your source. 
and the end is not always a good thing. Amen. 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 Are you here? Yes. The last thing I want to share with you shortly Amen. There are some key things that I want you to note about loyalty. One, write them down. Loyalty is based on principle and not emotion. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Sometimes, probably you are very tired. You don't feel like coming to church. But because you are not allowing your emotions to lead you, but your principle, despite the fatigue and the tiredness, you still come. So loyalty is based on principle and not emotions. Two, a loyal person does not withhold information. It's like you live in a house and you have heard that, that there is going to be armed robbery. And then you keep the information. And then the armed robbery attack happens. You are not being loyal. And that is why in this church, our father always says that reporting is good. Do not withhold information. If you withhold information, you are not being a good son or a good daughter. And you don't, it doesn't show that or it doesn't show respect to your father. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1. You can read it for me. Withholding information can withholding information can destroy churches. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication as it is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. So it is reported, so as our father keeps on saying, it's not everything that and God will reveal to your father. So it is your responsibility yeah. to report. Especially when that thing is going to affect or is affecting the kingdom of God. And our father made us understand some of the qualities of a good worker. You don't withhold information. Openness is a sign of the presence of Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. They are not the numerous CAC. They are always hiding things. The open. A daughter or a son is open about everything. He can tell the father everything. That is where God wants us to get to. In our relationship with Him, and also in our relationship with the Father that He has given us. Some of us, we are not telling your Father. Please be open. Don't go for the thing to happen before you come and a report. Be open. Tell the person by you, be open. The next thing that you want to, my father wants us to understand about loyalty is that loyalty will cost 
you relationships and friendships. Amen. Jesus Christ said, unless you pick up your cross, you cannot follow me. It means that there is a cost that comes with you being loyal and being faithful to a person. So loyalty will cost you friendship. It will cost you your relationships. Sometimes it might even cost you your marriage. Yeah. Again, loyalty is always to a higher authority. And our father was admonishing us and he's admonishing us that a lot of us when we have issues, we go and then we talk, tell our peers, people who, can, who does not pray more than you. Your loyalty must always be to a high authority. James chapter 4 verse 4. James 4 verse 4. Ye adulteress, adulteress and adulteresses, Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the, of the world is the enemy of God. So this is explaining the last but one point that I gave you. Yeah. You cannot be friends with the world and be friends with God. Friends with the world, you'll be enemy with God. So if you want to stay loyal to God, it will cost you certain friendships in the world. So this evening, I believe that the word of God has spoken to you. And you are going to see the topic of fatherhood and loyalty as a very important topic in your life. And you are going to walk in knowledge. Amen. I believe that our father will give us another installment of this powerful as we are in a month of fatherhood. There are more to come. So please, Always come for Tuesday teaching service. When you come, the word of God is going to speak to you. And is going to bless you. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Oh, praise him. Jesus is alive. Please be on your feet. The word of God has come to you. I want you to open your mouth and thank God for what you have received. Father, in the name of Jesus and bless you. Christ, we thank you this evening. For the word that has come to us tonight. tonight. We thank you for this powerful word, life-transforming message that you have given us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for the understanding and the anointing of your word that has come upon us even as we have received your word. In the name of Jesus, our eyes of understanding are open to the doctrine of fatherhood and loyalty in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. You are praying. One of the things that Afra wants us to understand God brings you fathers in different stages of your life. But it is your responsibility to identify these fathers. You are praying, you are thinking, telling God that God, open my eyes to see the father that you are, the father that you have given to me. This church, our father is the evangelist, the bishop. 
You want to pray and say that God help me to understand and recognize the father that you have given to me in this church. Help me to relate to him as a son or a daughter relate to a father. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray that God will help you to relate with the bishop as a father and a son relate to his father. Open your mouth and pray, 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 pray. In the name of Jesus, Help us, Lord, to recognize the Father that God you have given unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I be prayed. Amen. 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 We have understood from what our Father is teaching us that loyalty is love. You want to pray and say that God, let my love for the father of this ministry grow so that I will remain loyal and constant. Because only love can cause somebody to remain with someone to Rapa, <laughs> 
In Jesus' name, have you prayed? Amen. 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 And last, we want to pray. Anything that is affecting that one of the the thing that we want our father wants us to note about loyalty is that loyalty will cost friendship relationship and friendship any relationship with the world any friendship with the world that is preventing me from staying loyal to God and his kingdom and to the ministry let that pain be cast out in the name of Jesus Christ father help me to for go and let go of these things. Help me to carry my cross and follow you faithfully in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Pray, pray, pray. That God will help you. Anything that prevents you, anything that is holding you back from being loyal, friendship with the world, relationship with the world, that is holding you back from being faithful and loyal. You are praying, you are saying that God, help me, O Lord Jesus, to let go. Help me, O Lord Jesus, to let go. In the name of Jesus, help me, O God, to let go. In the name of Jesus, help me, O Lord, to let go. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus name have we prayed amen 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 amen, 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 amen. amen. Open your mouth, thank God for answered prayer. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Jesus, thank God, thank you, the Lord, you have rekindled our love. Thank giving you the grace from our Lord to be loyal and faithful. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. Amen. Amen.